You're listening to the Relationship-Centered Learning Podcast, a podcast to inspire and empower you to be a difference maker in a dysfunctional educational system. Hear weekly from adults and students who are having a radical impact in the education space as they share from their minds and hearts, giving us practical tools that we can take back to our classrooms and campuses. Here to take you outside the educational box is author, disruptor, and your host, Kevin Curtis. Welcome to the Relationship Center Learning Podcast, where we put relationships at the center of all learning. Hey, welcome back to another episode. It's just going to be a solo episode, you, me, and the mic. Before we get started, just a gentle reminder that we are having an amazing virtual conference July 13th and 14th. Head over to rclfirst.com to find out more information. Now, if we jump into today's conversation, thinking about the what I just left off on the previous episode, we were talking about the question starting the conversation and the answer shaping the conversation. And it made me think about a conversation that I wanted to share with you today is what is the outcome when we use these tools to connect with kids? Because to me, there is not one way to build and sustain relationships in the classroom. And we offer a 60-second relate break, a two-minute connection, and which ultimately leads to our GTKY community building circles. And then we also have a 90-second spark plan. We have a treatment agreement, and we have a pulse meter. So we have a variety of different tools. But when you look at what our tools provide, what's different than capturing kids' hearts, love and logic, conscious discipline, and all the other processes and programs that are out there, what we look at is what's the outcome? And the reason I want to emphasize this today is because to me, we have developed as an outcome what we call cross-connecting. Our cross-connection is developed in three areas. Are we building relationships and sustaining relationships student to student, student to teacher, and teacher to student? And then that cross-connection model is where we truly build community. Let me give you an example. I have a lot of educators who are voluntold to go to our training. So believe it or not, administrators and leaders, you're forcing our, your teachers to be at these trainings, and we completely understand. But if I'm having fun with it, a lot of teachers are already sitting in the audience going, I already build relationships with kids. I'm really good at it. And I'm not arguing with you nor telling you that you should have to listen to us. What I will ask you to challenge yourself with is this activity today. I want you to think about if somebody came up to you right now and said, what is your ACE card in building relationships with kids. Let's take me through that activity. I want you, even if you have to pause right now, pause this podcast and I want you to think about, or as you're listening to me, I want you to think about what is your go-to building relationship activity. The other thing I want you to think about it is as you go through this activity, what are your thought processes? Is this something you do only at the beginning of the year? Is this something you do every every month? Is this something you do every week? Is this something you do just a couple times a year? And if it's truly your ACE activity, then here's what I want you to be considering about your go-to activity to build and sustain relationships. One, does it provide opportunities for students to learn about each other? Number two, does it have, create an opportunity for you to learn about your students? And then third, does it finally create an opportunity for the students to learn about you? 
And the reason I say this, here's a great example. I was at a training one time in a district and a teacher came up to me and said, hey, I do these things all the time. This is great. I love in this thing. And I said, great. Hey, you know what? We got a few minutes. Tell me what your go-to activity is. And he said, I do the brown bag activity. If you're not familiar with the brown bag activity, it's a really summarization of you kids bring objects, put it in a brown bag. And as they unpack it, it's kind of like a show and tell. And so as students start to unpack this, I asked him three questions. I said, okay, I love the activity. I love the intentionality behind it. I'm a assuming that you pretty much do it at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So here's my first question to you, sir. When you do this activity, I'm going to make the assumption that the students are paying attention to each other's brown bag as they're in packet and they're all learning about each other. He's like, absolutely. I said, number two, I'm going to make the assumption that you as a teacher are paying attention to the kid and you are learning about your students as they unpack their brown bag. He's like, absolutely. I said, number three, then I'm going to make an assumption that you do a brown bag and unpack it for your kids. And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, I'm not criticizing. I'm coaching. See, in my opinion, working with thousands of educators of all these years, one thing I've learned about us as educators, we're great soldiers. Just tell us what to do. So when you look at the brown bag activity and you Google it, a majority of the times you will not see in there that it implicitly tells you in a step for the teacher to also do a brown bag. And I'm not, again, uh, there are some teachers that say, well, why wouldn't I do a brown bag? I'm part of the community. Like, that's just be natural. I can tell you if you are thinking like that, you are in the minority a majority of teachers are like, look, it didn't simply tell to do it. So I'm, I, I didn't think about doing it because we're just told, indoctrinated to just do what you're supposed to do. And so if the instructions don't tell you to share or create an opportunity for you to build community, then sometimes we don't naturally do and we leave that step out. And the reason I bring this to your point is, is when you look at our tools, we're very intentional when the students share when the teacher shares, how we're listening. So for us, we always think, and as an outcome, are students going to learn about each other during this activity? Yes. Or is the teacher given an opportunity to learn about the students? Yes. And are we intentionally telling the teacher when to share and that they should share during these tools? Absolutely. That way, there is no mistake when and if you should share and be a part of the community because we are always and I'll say this again, we are always incorporating all voices in the classroom. And for us to create a cross-connection model, therefore, we have to thinking about building community student to student, student to teacher, and teacher to student. It's an outcome that we believe makes a difference in our practices and our tools. So if you're looking at building and sustaining relationships in the classroom, go to your ACE building relationship, technique, tool, whatever it is, the activity, what I'm going to ask you to rethink about, if you haven't done this already, is I'm going to challenge you to make sure that when you build relationships in the classroom, that you incorporate not just the student's voice, but your voice. Let the students feel and appreciate your contribution to their community. Don't forget, cross-connecting student to student, student to teacher, and teacher to student will truly help you build a classroom community in the class, no matter what tool you're using. Hey, I hope this made an impact on your day in the classroom. I hope that you'll come and continue to listen to our episodes and we will connect with you next time.